0: Today, Night Earth conducted a series of high-profile raids throughout the Seattle Metroplex. ADA Rebecca Swan spoke for the District Attorney's Office a few moments ago. Huh, I didn't know your sister worked for the DA's office.
1: Well, neither did I.
0: it's time for another episode of everyone's favorite podcast. That's right, Deniable Assets is back. I'm Wolf. And I'm Mr. Clean.
1: So, was anyone watching the news earlier where they talked about the massive drug bust here in the Emerald City? Well, if you were, then you're probably thinking to yourself, Man, I can't wait to look up the best way to begin making drugs so that I can sell them for a massive profit. Now, I would never want to intentionally burst anyone's bubble.
0: Uh Uh-huh, sure.
1: Oh, shut up. Just wait until the end of this episode before you decide that cooking up drugs in your basement is the best thing for you to do.
0: That's right. Today, chummers, we're going to be talking about drugs. Stick around. You might actually learn a thing or two.
1: Narcotics have been around since the dawn of time. The word comes from the Greek narco, which referred to any psychoactive compound which induced sleep. Fast forward to the second half of the 20th century and the common definition of the word was born. Today, narcotic is a blanket term that covers any drug which is in violation of UCAS regulations and therefore, totally prohibited.
0: Weed, coke, trance, ice, jazz, zen, whatever you're popping to enjoy your evening or get yourself through dinner with the in-laws, more than likely, it's illegal in your neck of the woods, especially in the UCAS. And we've all grown up hearing from our parents, if you were lucky enough to have them, that drugs are bad, okay? And don't misunderstand the intentions of this episode. Look, you're adults, hopefully. You can make your own decisions on this matter.
1: In 1971, President Tricky Dick Nixon declared that public enemy number one in America was drug abuse. Since then, the U.S. and now the UCAS government have taken a hard line to not only drugs, but those that use them and those that manufacture them.
0: First Lady Nancy Reagan championed the D.A.R.E. campaign in the 80s, and then continued into the 90s to try and stop drugs from reaching America's youth. And in 1989, it was Michael Dukakis that coined the phrase, If Americans use cocaine, then Americans are paying for murder. Needless
1: to say, here in North America, there is an intense stigma around drugs and those that produce, deal, and use them. Many have made the claim throughout history that drugs aid them in various ways, while governments only see the criminal element, and religious groups only see the corrupting of humanity's moral fabric.
0: So let's talk about some of the kinds of narcotics you're most likely going to run into in the shadows. And unless you're a complete stick in the mud like Clean here, you might try. First up, how about some deepweed?
1: Now, deepweed is a type of awakened kelp, because if we can have giant salamanders and demonic murder trees, why can't we also have some awakened seaweed? Coming from the Caribbean, this stuff is harvested and distributed mostly from this region. It forces anyone with a lick of magical ability to astrally perceive. It's very popular and users can be easy to spot. Their minds are just never quite in the moment
0: let's see you've also got kamikaze bet you know what that means don't you yes it means divine wind and that would be correct kamikaze is a combat stimulant so like a few drugs out there it was designed to push your body to the limit and beyond and not just alter your mental state like its name implies kamikaze is kind of a last resort drug now, I'm sure that since I've said that plenty of you will post and say, "Nah, uh my friend took kamikaze the other day and he's still alive. Well, okay, I'm sure there are responsible kamikaze users out there, but I've never met one. Last guy I knew used kamikaze popped so much he died. About 30 seconds into the fight. Except his body didn't scan the memo, and he just kept on swinging.
1: Then there's Bliss. It's an opiate, so that means it's made from poppy, just like good old smack. Like smack, it's used by people who are looking to escape the world for a little while. They don't end up chasing the purple dragon like heroin addicts did, but they can become addicted to the numbing and euphoric sensations that bliss provides.
0: You know, probably more dangerous than kamikaze is nitro. Now, nitro is a cocktail of different drugs all rolled into one. It's really popular with troll gangers, and not even their size can save them from the stuff. It has easily killed some of the most drug-tolerant people I've ever known. It makes them feel like they're invincible, and to the neophyte combatant seeing its effect for the first time, you'd think those big bastards are invincible. Those that do survive its use do tend to become chatterboxes, though.
1: Moving on, we come to the party drug of choice for the last century. Though it has gone through a few changes over the years, its manufacture is still the same as it has always been, cocaine or its modern day street name novacoke is a fine white powder that you snort average street price for a hit of this stuff will cost you about 10 new yen and that's how it's sold mostly now when you get to big parties you'll see people banging eight balls of this dreck off the bathroom floor for about 200 a pop or if you're really lucky you'll see certain celebrity banging 7 gram rocks probably has something to do with all that tiger blood How is he even still alive? I know, right? Well,
0: the last drug that we'll talk about on an individual basis is Psyche. Now, this bad boy is most often a tablet or a dissolving strip that someone takes. Now, it's real popular with mages and technomancers alike. They say it makes you feel like you're omnipresent, but also like you're just an outsider looking in at the world around you. Mages and technomancers rolling on this stuff are hyper obsessive about details and they just lose themselves in them.
1: There are a lot more drugs out there on the market than just those chummers, but in our work-related activities, those tend to be the ones we run into the most.
0: So you know what these drugs are, you know what they do because you've used or seen others use them, but from whence doth this magical elixir cometh? Well, let me tell you, Horatio. Who's Horatio? Quiet. Quiet. Different drugs come from different
1: places, and some of them can even come from your own neighborhoods. As mentioned earlier in the episode, deep weed is a type of kelp found in the Caribbean Sea. So the most frequent manufacturers and distributors of this product are gonna be gangs and syndicates running out of the Caribbean League.
0: Bliss, on the other hand, is a synthesized opiate. Opiates, and their origin drug opium, are made from poppy flowers. They can also be used to make heroin, but Bliss was made in a lab. Probably by a large company with or without extraterritorial status and then either sold off the formula or had it stolen.
1: And that's the problem with a lot of narcotics. They're made in labs. Chemically, they're designed and perfected to accomplish a certain thing. While this is good for people trying to develop vaccines and cures, it can lead to insanely powerful and addictive substances. Cocaine is made from coca leaves, which are, like poppy flowers, naturally found in the environment. But then they are taken and further refined into the products like Bliss and Nova Coke.
0: Psyche is also a lab-made narcotic, but don't think that it comes from some nice corporate lab with testing and regulation. No, like bootleggers in the early 20th, this dreck is probably made in a bathtub in someone's backyard. It's got equal parts methamphetamine and bird crap floating in it.
1: Narcotics is a money-making industry. As discussed in our episode on the ghost cartels, they make enough money to fund small South American countries. They pull in money to the tune of 100 million per month. That sounds awesome, right? You've looked up the formula for cram, you've already ordered the ingredients, and you're shopping for the lab equipment. But here's what those cartels have that you don't.
0: Power. With all that money, they've got protection. And they have enough money to make people, small corps, and government officials loyal. They've established networks for distribution, unpaid labor for manufacturing. They are decked to the nines. So what are you going to do? Pedal the dreck out of the minivan you take your kids to soccer practice in?
1: When I was serving time in Texas, I met an old Ozzetlaunner man while in the pen. I unknowingly sat across from him in the mess hall one day, not realizing that he was sitting alone for a reason. I was eating my meal, and I struck up a conversation with the man, since he was reading a physical copy of The Old Man and the Sea. I'd read it, and he and I carried on a long conversation discussing it. It wasn't until later that day that I was made aware I was speaking to El Jefe de los Jefes, Santiago Moreno, of the Moreno Cartel. Moreno was in prison because he wanted to be. Because to him, that was a vacation. He was sitting alone because everyone in the prison knew to check themselves. And he was able to walk without looking over his shoulder because he paid off three Azatlanar prison gangs to be his protection while on the inside. Three gangs, mind you, that were at war with each other just a few days to his arrival. That is power, Omay.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of the Moreno cartel. Uh,
1: It's one of the smaller cartels. They got wiped out by rivals. The key words there, wiped out.
0: And that's the last thing you need to consider if you're going to try and move into the drug game. Can you survive once your rivals find out who you are? If you fill up to it, Ome, good luck to you. You'll need it. But I think that's a good place to end this episode. We told you a lot about drugs and who makes them. Next time, we'll talk with you about how they get from those far-off places right to your front door. Next week, it's all about smuggling. But until then, I've been Wolf. And I've been Mr. Clee. And this has been Deniable Assets. Good night good running, chummers. The music for Deniable Assets is written and performed by Johnny Johnny E. and of the countdowns. Support Deniable Assets team by donating to our Patreon. Email us at yougilldeniableassets at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at the Deniable Assets page.